Hello, listeners. I'm Teresa Beardslade. Welcome to episode two of my podcast, Backlot Action Force, a zero-waste guide for filmmakers and other people who go to work. Oh, listen to that. My tea is ready. This week's episode is titled, Howdy from My Mountain of Waste, because I have been trying to cut back on waste for weeks. As I kind of talked about in the first episode, it's important to understand your relationship with things. How do you use it? When do you toss it aside? And my relationship status is complicated. Well, that was my boyfriend. He thought I was talking about him. But uh, yeah, we resolved that uh, little domestic issue. And last week we talked about some basics. Start carrying your own water bottles, your own coffee mugs, your own containers, that kind of stuff to just deal with basic disposables in the food sector, which is something that we all, for the most part, have control over. I've always carried my own mugs. However, there have been a couple times recently where I didn't have access and there I was sipping my Moroccan mint out of styrofoam. I keep forgetting my Tupperware and my silverware. I keep forgetting my reusable bags. I bought mesh produce bags from Amazon because I don't shop in real life. So of course it comes in a box that's absurdly large and is stuffed with plastic. (laughs) I keep trying, yet everywhere I turn, there's just more stuff. But here's some stuff that I have succeeded in. Number one, making my own face wash. It's literally the easiest recipe ever. One-to-one coffee and liquid Castile soap. Get a giant bottle of liquid Castile for 16 bucks. You'll be using a lot of it once you find out how much other stuff you can use it for. So one-to-one coffee and liquid Castile. I like to add tea tree oil because I have acne-prone skin, but it is a really good antiseptic. Vitamin E for moisture and natural preservative. I have not bought face wash for over a year, and my skin is awesome. And I pretty much just spent 25 bucks. I will never, ever be without vitamin E or tea tree oil in my apothecary ever again. Also, I have an apothecary now. That's something that just happens when you start going green. So the second thing that I've succeeded in, kind of, is composting. I live in an apartment, so there's nowhere for me to compost. I'm not going to do that to my neighbors. I don't have a garden, but I am an avid Googler, and I started searching for solutions. I'm not going to go into details about composting and the science of it um, for this episode. That's just going to have to be a whole other thing. Um, (laughs) It's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's just right now, this is my howdy from my mountain of waste. (laughs) I have so much. I I, I don't even know what to do with it. But that said, um, I do want to share some of my solutions. Um, You can actually store your organic matter scraps in a container in your freezer if you live in an apartment like me. Then once a week or so, take your scraps to your local farmer's market where there may be a vendor to accept it or else you can make friends in the online community of ShareWaste, a website which connects composters to compostees. Some neighbors may even pay a dollar a pound for your scraps, but I'm way too busy to go and be a part of any kind of community. So I collect my scraps in a small jar under my sink and I empty it once a day into my building's organic waste bin. Yeah, that's the green 
container that you put your sticks and leaves in, yeah, that's for organic waste. You can compost there. Or should I say that you can throw your compost there? Hey, Los Angeles, there's that hack for you. Actually, it was another filmmaker friend of mine who suggested that. Um, I was giving her a ride home from set and I was telling her about this project and I was like, this is the one thing I can't freaking figure out and how are we supposed to compost in an urban setting? I just don't understand. And she's the one that pointed it out. She's like, duh, put it in the green bin. (laughs) Common sense, am I right? I even checked the website for the Department of Sanitation to see if that was on there, if that's a potential uh, listed use for your green bin. It's not. Um, I don't. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> but whatever, it works. Okay, third, and here's the big one because it's the whole purpose of this podcast. I do digital production boxes. And actually, the next step for me would be to do completely digital wrap books. Now, first of all, going digital, going cloud, this is just more convenient for everyone who's anyone in a production because you will be able to access all of the work. If I died, someone could easily pick up my projects and continue where I left off. And I use Google Suite, which easily translates files into most of the major software types. By the way, I'm shouting out all these companies, but no one is actually sponsoring me. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just sharing info, but hey, I'll take some dollar dollar bills if anyone's offering. Digital production boxes. A production box contains all documentation for a production, everything. And there's a lot of it. Even for a small project, I create a folder in my Google Drive. I subscribe to um, an unlimited storage space. I can literally store so much stuff. I could store footage. I don't recommend it, but I have done it. So then I create little folders that would be actual folders in real life. Cast, crew, vendors, legal, financial, script, schedule, website, marketing, etc. And the folder creating goes on. So anything that would be in your real life production box really is just digitized. So I begin populating the folders with all of the templates that I need for each task, like an outline, it flushes out just like a real production box. More and more people are doing this. It's because it's safe. The information can never be lost because it's Google. Take from that what you will. I can work from anywhere and so can any of my collaborators. We can even meet up digitally, which is usually best for all of our busy schedules. That said, there is much to say about face-to-face time. What would also be epic to take digitizing to the next level is to digitize document execution. There is DocuSign and the blockchain version sign on the go. Um, I personally have yet to adopt a digital signature software, but now I'm kind of kicking myself that I'm saying it uh, because it really isn't that hard. And it's actually really affordable, but one point must be acknowledged here. A lot of your cast and crew will be happy to participate in a digital onboarding system. However, um, depending on the payroll company, this can be time consuming and really, really obnoxious, especially since most people are out in the field on one job or another or 
prefer the simplicity of start paperwork in paper form, and it really is much simpler on paper. The other thing is that you may not have access to do digital onboarding or digital start paperwork when you're on set. And oftentimes that is the only opportunity you get to be with your cast and crew for this process. Changing habits. Ugh. I personally despise diets, regimented exercise, discipline. Change is hard for me. I try to switch something up and then I turn around and I have another mountain of recycling and I've purchased a number of sliced cheeses which come with ridiculous packaging, but it's so delicious. Sam, the love of my life, who you met in episode one, does not subscribe to my lifestyle. So slowly but surely, I'm working on slyly replacing our disposable habits, which has worked. I think I finally got him to stop buying bottles of lotion, and I found a store which sells bulk goods. I came across Sustain LA on a couple of different Google searches, zero waste event planning and cleaning product refill service. Their primary goal is waste diversion, which if you've ever thrown a party or have done anything ever, or if you just start counting how much waste you generate, you know that there's a lot more garbage than you think there is. But they also sell bulk home goods and cleaning supplies. It's pretty neat. Here's another awesome note about Sustainable. They're also partnered with Homeboy Industries to provide work opportunities for formerly incarcerated and formerly gang-involved folks. Their mission is to create and consult on fun, environmentally responsible experiences that consider the full life cycle of the event. But most importantly, they have the French lavender shea butter lotion that I love, and it lasts, and it really moisturizes. You can find them at the Atwater Village Farmer's Market or at their brick and mortar in Highland Park. I think they're working on getting the refill stations out to more markets, and I hope to see more bulk products made more accessible in general. Overall, I'm really just here to encourage you to keep going, keep finding solutions, and please hit me up with a voice memo. Tell me all about some of your green hacks, questions, comments, if you disagree on a digital production box, um, or completely agree. Please reach out, communicate, follow me on Insta at Teresa from the Block, or on Twitter at Teresa Film Stuff. Uh, but stuff is with a just one f but thank you for tuning in keep it green keep it cool take it easy peace oh yeah and um this original theme music was composed by jeremy robinson